0: Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: All right, everybody, our final hour, we go till 3 o'clock as uh, Trent and I sit here and watch the Par 3 contest from the Masters. Beautiful day there today. We just saw two guys at the same time skip it across the pond and land it on the green.
2: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. They got the uh the camera up on sixteen, yeah. no commentary. Just uh just there it is. Yep. And watch it. It was Danny Willett, whoever he's playing the part Right. Three. We didn't neither of us knew was. No, who the guy I didn't was, recognize but, that guy. But uh yeah, they, they both tried to skip it. Both went didn't get it across. Right. And then they went at the same time and both got it on green.
1: In fact, both closer than their initial shot. Yes, you're right. That was very impressive, to be honest with you. Speaking of impressive, and he pays us 50 bucks to say that about him, Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert, is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. Alex, hello.
3: Hey, guys. How are you guys doing this week?
1: We're doing great, pal. Doing great. Uh, Did they just have the... uh, uh, the announcement of all of the wrestling coaches—did uh, that just take place a little bit ago?
3: Yeah, that took place a little bit ago. I wasn't up in Ames for that today, but you know, they obviously announced um, you know three assistants to join Kevin Dresser on his staff. And um, you know, the big news that I think came came to mind first for everybody is that they're all former Hawkeye wrestlers. Obviously, Dresser himself is a former Hawkeye, but um, they're guys he's trusted because they're guys. Like, two of them, I think, for sure. We're at uh, Virginia Tech with him, and so um, you know that kind of seemed like that was probably the route he was going to go as long as one of them didn't get tapped to be the next guy at Virginia Tech because they're guys he trusted, and he's talked before when he got here that he's kind of a CEO-type coach. He's not a coach that gets on the mat and wrestles still, obviously, but he kind of lets his assistants do some of that stuff, and so those are guys that um, have pretty good resumes to get on the mat and help teach those guys while he's the CEO-type coach, he said.
2: A lot of Hawkeye connections there. Former Hawkeye wrestler is going to be in the room, and Dresser himself also a former Hawkeye there. Uh, how has that been taken up in Ames to this point? Is it hey, just a factor of what they've seen over the last few years? I don't care if the guy is a Hawkeye, Panther, or a Cyclone. We just need to find a way to get this program back on a winning track.
3: Yeah, I think that's been the mentality. I, I was kind of interested to maybe see you know, the message board talk and that sort of, sort of stuff, obviously, that the Seahawks stuff, I think, with with social media, is becoming more of a 365 day a year thing, and so you you always see kind of the back and forth, and kind of wondered what what the reaction would be, but I think most fans, um, just like getting good coaches, you know, on that staff, you know, guys who have been there and had success, and um, you know, obviously, you know, a couple of them had success with him at Virginia Tech, so I think that's the main thing. Is people just want to get this program going back you know, where it has been in the past. And, you know, I think one of them said today that, you know, the bar for them isn't even Iowa, they're, they've been in Iowa before, but the bar for them is Penn state just because of what Penn state's done in recent years. And so I don't think it will be interesting how, you know, how those guys are pursued seats maybe by the other side, even, um, you know, now that they're over at Iowa state. Mm-hmm.
1: Alex Halstead is our guest. Uh, always good stuff on Cyclone Alert, if you want to uh, get in on everything that is Cyclones. Uh, Alex, take me now a little bit about uh, basketball. And Monte Morris uh, was kind of left off a few, uh, I guess you would say, uh, associated press teams. Uh, we, Trent and I found that to be shocking. Um, how, was it, how did it play in Cyclone land?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, he was obviously a guy that, you know, he he was left off, first of all, the Bob Cousy Award late in the season, the five um, finalists for the best point guard in the country, and that obviously was one that, you know, Steve Prohm took a battle with, and um, you know not that it could change or anything, but he was on a couple of All-American teams, you know, around the country, um, you know, with NBC, and I think there were two other ones that he made, so he made three of them total, but obviously the Associated Press is always the big one, and... He's an, only an honorable mention there and so um, we obviously I don't think we ever got to talk to Monte you know really since the season about that or anything but uh, it's just kind of I guess the way his career has gone you know um, some people perceived him to be a top 15 player in the country this year by putting him on the third team all American list and the Associated Press I was a little surprised I thought maybe he'd sneak on to one of those later teams but um, but he didn't so now it's all for him kind of a focus about What's next? Uh, the NCAA stats are finalized now after yesterday's championship game, and um, he had the best assist turnover ratio, um, career ratio, you know, ever now. So, um, you know, he leaves that mark, but, you know, doesn't get that. Bob Cousy award, which I think the winner gets announced next week, and he won't uh, be on some of those All-American teams.
2: You know, Alex, uh, they're looking at the point guard position now after Monte Morris. AMM, A- A- M, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, it is a spot that you feel in pretty good hands with Donovan Jackson. He showed a nice ability, though, shooting the basketball, even with the wrist injury that he had. You bring in Lyndall Uh Just start with those two guys, and, and how do you think that's going to play out? Could you envision a scenario where those guys play together a lot? Are they each individually want to be a point guard, and maybe they don't see a whole lot of time together? How do you think that's going to break down next year?
3: You yeah, have a feeling we're going to see them together a lot at the one and two. They kind of view Lindell Wigginton much like, obviously, they viewed Donovan Jackson last year as a combo guard. You know, Lindell Wigginton played at Oak Hill this year, and he played alongside Matt Coleman, who's um, rated very similarly to him, another top 50 point guard in the country. So two top 50 point guards were playing together at Oak Hill. Coleman was more of the true point guard because he's more like six foot, and he can't really play that two guard as much, whereas Wigginton played the two because he's measured uh, here this week at 6'2", um, a longer wingspan of 6'3". 1⁄2". And so Coleman's going to Texas. Uh, Lindell Warington's obviously coming to Iowa State. And those 2 coexisted together basically all the time on the floor. And so when I talked to Lindell's coach, he said, you know, he's a point guard. That's what Iowa State recruited him to be. But he could have been a combo guard really his time at Oak Hill. So I think Iowa State thinks that they can probably play together. And we saw the same with – Donovan Jackson this year coexisting with Monte Morris when they were on the court at the same time, even though that wasn't as frequent as I think we'll see two guards play together next year. But, um, you know, Donovan can step out and and hit that three. We saw him in the postseason, those five postseason games. I think he shot like 54% from three, and that's a small sample size, but he shot 45% or so, you know, from February on from three. So he was a lethal three-point shooter late in the year, and it would be interesting, I think, for me to see what he is, maybe when his minutes could double, because he played about 15 or 16 minutes a game, and I think that number's going to be 30-plus. And I think wigginton's a guy that when you look at guys like Jalen Fisher at TCU or some other freshman and try to compare to what he could do next year, those guys were playing 30 minutes a game as true freshmen because their teams needed them to. And you know, as while Monte Morris came in as a freshman and had George Nyang and DeAndre Kane and some guys around him, Wigginton's going to be counting on a lot, so I think he's going to have a lot of minutes putting this in as well.
1: Let me ask you a question about a guy that Cyclone fans never saw because he sat out once he arrived on campus, and that's Cameron Laird. Did you ever get a chance to even see him in any workouts? And if so, can you kind of give us an idea of what his game is?
3: Yeah, I think uh, I saw him you know, once or twice when we were at practice for interviews and he was working out with William Small, and uh, mostly they were doing just some drills close to the basket, some things like that. I've seen him shoot. Um, the three a little bit, uh, but I don't know if they're going to necessarily rely on that a ton, but kind of the word on him is that he's um, a guy that can, you know, space the four and, you know, runs the four really well, runs, runs to the rim really well. So, you know, I think they're definitely going to need to try to get something out of him, but it's just too hard to say, you know, if he's going to be able to live up to the expectations that people have for for him in year one, because he was coming in as a kid that was probably a friend's four-star Um, probably would have had a lot more offers if he didn't have the great issues that obviously we know held him up from getting to Iowa State. But people, I think when they got so hyped about him because at the time he was coming was, you know, Solomon Young was kind of banged up and trying to figure out where he was going to fit into the lineup. And then Daryl Bowie and Merrill Holden weren't really producing at the time. And so I think people kind of overhyped him a little bit. And I think it might be tough to live up to that. But, you know, the positive for him is that he's going to get however many more months, you know, probably Four five, six more months than a typical freshman would get in a weight program. He's been through practices and that sort of thing. And so he'll be a little bit more up to speed than if he were a, a typical freshman getting here in the fall, or I should say probably more in June when guys like Wendell Wiginton and Terrence Lewis will get to town. So you know, I think he's definitely going to contribute next year, but I wonder if it's going to be more like a Solomon Young where he kind of gets eased into things this year. Uh, but that's partially going to be dependent if they can go out and still get another forward, whether a graduate transfer or a JUCO that can kind of play alongside Solomon so that they don't have to throw Cameron out there right away.
2: Alex, it is uh, time for transfers. It's been happening now for a couple of weeks. The season has ended for a lot of programs. Any new names on the horizon that Iowa State might be interested in? Some guys that you're hearing rumblings about, at the very least uh, that the Cyclone staff has taken a look at?
3: Yeah, it's been unusually quiet, which is weird because Iowa State's got four scholarships still left to fill. I mean, the two names that I continue to hear about, they – would like to get are the Juco's that we've talked about, obviously Juco forward, Shakur Justin from Hutchinson but Kansas is after him, now Kansas State Oklahoma and some others are coming after him because he's really the top Juco, uh, maybe in the country, but for sure by the best available, and then uh, guard Darryl Edwards who shot about 50, per, 45 to 50% from three this year, uh, and I think I would like to add another scorer just because they lose Monte Morris and uh, Matt Thomas and Nazemite long basically all their scorers, so those two names continue to pop up, but I haven't heard a lot new about when they might visit. Typically in the past, we've seen transfers or Juco's or whoever uh, they try to get in the spring to come in for the spring game. Well, the spring games this Saturday uh, moved up a week because of Easter. So, you know, that timeline's coming along quick, but now that we're in April, when you kind of look at the timeline of years past, when they got Nick Babb or when they got, you know, any of these different players, most of them were in these first couple weeks of April, we started to hear their names. So, it's going to be interesting, I think, in the next week or so to hear the names. Um, I know there's names that fans would like them to pursue or that we've seen coaches follow them on Twitter, for example, which is sometimes the first line of communication. Um, there's a kid at Rice that I can't say his name, Igor, it's Igor. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's a forward that he's visiting Oklahoma this weekend, it sounds like, you know, average 18 points a game uh, down in Rice and I think close to 8-9 uh, rebounds, so he's obviously a prototypical fit for them, but you know, he's going to Oklahoma and he's going to have a ton of interest. Morrow um, from um, Nebraska, I know they started uh, following. And so it's going to be interesting to see a couple of names like that. He's more, he's a sit-out guy though. So, you know, I think right now their plan is to try to get a forward that can play right away, whether Juco or transfer, try to get a scorer that can come in and play right away, whether Juco or graduate transfer. And then he's still got two scholarships where he can go get a sit-out guy and I I heard most recently that if they do take a sit out guy right now it's probably gonna be a forward because uh they kind of feel good about the guard situation with the numbers they've got.
1: Trey Dickerson uh has now said that he's uh gonna look for one more season. They wouldn't have any interest in him, would they?
3: I wouldn't think so, but I did j I, I did I did just see that. I guess though you know, Michael Weathers from Miami, Ohio averaged like seventeen, eighteen points a game, he's from um Kansas. Or Kansas City area, and I reached out to him. And you know, because he's been hearing from a number of schools, but Iowa State really likes him, for example. But they just don't know if they're going to take a sit out guard because you've got Wigginton coming in, and um, there is McNeil. And if you do get a Juco guard, he's going to be there for two years, and so they kind of feel good about some of that. So it's going to be interesting, uh, but it's just kind of the crazy time of year where the names are popping up, and you start to see some names they get connected to, but so far we haven't seen them connected to a ton of names, which maybe tells me that they're trying to focus in on those JUCOs before they go transfer. Mm
2: -hmm. Hey, we'll let you go with this, Alex. Uh, Just a quick hit, what you are are looking for at the spring game coming up on Saturday over at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, As you get ready for that, uh, the expectation, I think defensive line is a big question mark. What are the things you're looking to see, though, on Saturday?
3: Yeah, I think first and foremost, and probably me and everybody else is going to be watching Joe Lanning because we've heard so much about it, but now we're actually going to see and at least take some snaps. I'll be interested to see how many at that linebacker position. We found out over the weekend that um, you know he has been exclusively a linebacker. that They, they haven't even really thrown reps out of him as offense, but Campbell said he will play offense in the fall, but right now they want him to learn linebacker, and then they'll kind of go back to the offensive side a little bit probably when they get to the fall. So he's probably first and foremost what I'm interested to see. But like you mentioned, the defensive line, um, partially just because there's so many young guys, I think that's the second thing, is just all those young guys that we didn't get to see last year because they redshirted that are going to contribute this year. You know, Chase Allen at tight end, what's he look like out there? Um, You mentioned the defensive line. Ray Lima comes in as a juco. They said they're going to throw as many snaps at him as he can handle this year. So what does he look like out there? Um, So it's some of those young guys that – uh, we didn't get to see from the Chase Allens to the Ray Limas to uh, Tymar Sutton who would be Joel Lanning's backup at middle linebacker. I think those are kind of the main things. You know, the spring game, you typically don't see as much in terms of the starters. You know, Al Lazard will probably play a little bit but uh, not much. And then David Montgomery Mike Warren, you're probably not going to see much. I don't think Mike Warren even played last year at all in the spring game. So you're going to get to see some younger guys that maybe provide depth, but when you look at years past it's been the stars of the spring game has been Trevor Ryan and Mitch Harger and um, those guys have ended up playing roles in future seasons. Um, they're just not maybe the star guys right away, but this year we get going to see a lot of young guys. Always
1: good, man, when we catch up with you. Alex Halstead, it is 24-7 Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Thank you, Alex. Have a good week. Yeah, thanks, guys. You too. Okay, man. See ya. There you go. Alex Halstead. Latest on the clones, on their uh, new hires for wrestling coaches, where they're headed basketball-wise, and we get in a uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, football. What They got their mm-hmm. spring game coming up which Saturday. day? Huh? Saturday. Saturday, that's it. Got the Iowa thing Friday night. Yep. And then the Iowa State spring game on Saturday afternoon. You heading up? No. Of course
2: not. Jimmy B and tc live from the wolf construction roofing studios we're back in a moment
0: the big games play here westwood one sports on des moines station for news talk sports 1700 kbgg the weather's warming up and it's
2: time to think about your spring projects wolf construction roofing can take any roofing job large and small flat roofs, sloped or pitched It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, where right now
4: you can fire up a DynaGlow five-burner gas grill for just $149. It features five stainless steel main burners that cover a lot of mouth-watering, burger-flipping real estate, plus a side burner to keep your favorite sides at Spoon's length. That's a lot of grill for the money
2: and the weekend. Get grilling with DynaGlow's five-burner gas grill, just $149 during Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, while supplies
5: last.
6: Like all of you out there, Michael Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat
2: A place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
4: Dealer now Switch to direct TV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at five one five two six two star. That's Rockstar Satellite at five one five two six two star.
0: For twenty four month TV and twelve month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates. supply in second year. Prorated ETF up to four hundred eighty dollars for TV, one hundred eighty dollars for internet, Equipment non return, under facing conditions. Supply call for details. Offerings one twenty one seventeen. Jim Brenson. Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody, we are still rocking and rolling. I think that's what they uh, pay us the big bucks for. That's why we are here behind the microphones. Uh, Sean Tomlinson, of NFL Bleacher Report, always fun when we get him on the show. He's on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Sean, hello, and what in the wide, wide world of sport, Tony Romo, not only does he take the CBS gig, but he's going to be the number one analyst as well. How many people saw that coming?
5: Yeah, I'm just seeing. he, he tweeted here is a uh, picture of a CBS jacket looking dapper. And I, I I joked, it's like when you've been working from home for a long time, but then you get an office job and all of a sudden you have to, you know, put on something more than track pants. Uh, yeah, it, listen, I, I think, you know, he, he's obviously, he, he's tremendously knowledgeable. He's, uh, you, you, you talk to anybody around the league, um, he's not just an athletic quarterback. He, he played that position for so long, you you are mentally uh, in, in tune to the game. Uh, it just, it's a, a little bit...
1: No, uh, su- did we lose him?
5: Again, the guy he's pushing aside, Phil Sims, that's exactly what he did uh, right at the end of his career. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was there from 98 to, to now. It's, it's unclear what's happening with Sims, if he's getting bumped down or if he's just straight up stepping aside. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I think sometimes we overlook the fact that, you know these these players we dissect and talk about so much they're they're still humans, and you know he he's a guy with with a young family he's been buffeted back for years it was this was probably the right move it's time to set aside
2: yeah you know the the injury concerns are so mm-hmm. so big there with him, and at this point of his career, you know does it make sense to go to a place uh, it just you wonder about that it's hard to to be negative about the guy. As a football player, the numbers are much better, I think, than a lot of people would anticipate. Even the playoff numbers, and a lot of people bash him for his playoff performances, are very good. Where is Tony Romo's place in the hierarchy of quarterbacks in your mind when you look back at history?
5: I think that he, you know, in, in this generation, and when, when I say that, I mean the past, the past, you know, decade or so through his career, through thirteen years, he was one of the best quarterbacks up there. Now. Obviously, it's what what stands out to us are the, the, the mistakes, the the interceptions, uh, the, the the playoff performances. But I, I think that is a bit of selective memory to, to an extent. First off, that's more common. It, it, it to me, is some commentary on the, the quarterback wins and losses stat and really how meaningful is that. I mean, how much emphasis do we place on that? Or do we place too much? And in my opinion, we place... Far too much. There are so many elements that uh, Romo and every quarterback, for that matter, just does not control. Uh, And, you know, you look back on his time in Dallas, there was just a lack of supporting cast for many years. He was having to win games and shootouts. I recall a game, I want to say 2013, against Denver. He threw for over 500 yards, I think five touchdowns, Mm -hmm. uh, and they still lost. And what stands out from that game is his interception right at the end. But it just... He He's such a misunderstood player for, for me and uh, really one of the best quarterbacks of, of this era.
1: We're having a conversation with Sean Tomlinson, NFL Bleacher Report, on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, so Romo is going to step aside. What does Denver and Houston do? Because those seem to be the two teams that were the so-called players in the Romo sweepstakes.
5: Yeah, that's... That's the real question now. With with Denver, of course, though, both those teams will, will say all the right things. With Denver, although he did not look ready at all, you have to think and hope that if you draft a quarterback in the first round last year, Paxton Lynch, that he's ready at some point. Now, as as bad as he looked in, in his appearances, you have to keep in mind that not every rookie quarterback looks like Dak Prescott. Right away, there's going to be some peaks and valleys. There's going to be some... Uh, so some need for simply tying that, what is, in my opinion, the most difficult uh, position in sports to, to develop in. So you think and hope that he takes that next step. If not, Trevor, Trevor Simeon proved himself to be uh, capable, uh, and he gets uh, the, the, the support of a great defense. But with Houston, that is a team that even after losing A.J. uh they have a, a terrific defense, one of the best in football. All they need is... Even average quarterback play, and that's so hard to find here in the NFL in, in in 2017. And are you going to get that from from Tom Savage? And I'm legitimately asking because I don't know the the answer to that question, and, and nobody does. He's he's a, he really has only made about a start and a half because because he, he was injured in the, the the second start. They need to spend uh, an early draft pick on, on a quarterback, but they're not really in a position most likely to to take that big swing in the first round. So. You know, I hate to see Houston maybe wasting another year of J.J. Watt's prime, but uh, that's the risk they take.
2: Would Jay Cutler make sense there? Uh, A guy that certainly has the requisite arm talent that you need, has been known as a guy that uh, can be just with his facial expressions, his actions on the field sometimes a negative there, but they need talent. The guy's got it. they got weapons on the outside. they got the defense that you mentioned. Does that make a lick of sense to you, Sean?
5: Yeah, I I think – I think it can. I, I listen. The, the knock on color is that you know, similar to Romo, just much, much more often that he that he makes poor decisions at times and 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 throws all the interceptions. But they have a defense that can make up for those mistakes. If if you have Romo or color giving up some field position, you know that that defense can easily bend without break and and, and support him. You know, it's again they need to get to that bar of, of average quarterback play, or even slightly below average. It's, it's such a quality team around them uh, at, in, in the backfield, too, with, with Miller, what he can do You know, when you have Hopkins and Fowler, two very fast guys on the outside. And given the amount of times the Texans have won that division and made the playoffs with Ryan Hoyer and Brandon Ween and Dom Savage and Brock Osweiler, who was a colossal mistake, obviously, mm-hmm. It's just so desperate for something remotely competent and workable. And Jay Culver can, can still be that guy. Colin Kaepernick can be too for that matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Do we do we see Kaepernick I, I I get it with what he did last year taking the knee, but are GMs fearful of
5: that or
1: fearful that he's just not that good?
5: Uh listen, I I, I hesitate to get into any sort of politics conversation, I'll just say it in this sense, to me, it's, it's been baffling that um, General manager call that a, a distraction. Uh, a man had an opinion, and he made a silent protest. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that really affects anything he does or doesn't do on a football field. Now, what he does on a football field is he did uh, show an improvement in a 49ers offense last year that was a disaster otherwise. Now he he still is not anywhere close to what he was in in uh, 2013 2014 when he you know really came on the scene strong was a was a really athletic quarterback he still doesn't read the field that well he doesn't have great field vision you know he is who he is at this point in his career at, at this age but I keep going back I think the bar the Texas need to clear for acceptable quarterback play given what they have on defense is lower than it is for, for most teams, at the, at the very least. Uh, and, and Kaepernick can help you get there.
2: Sean Tomlinson, Bleacher Report, joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, talking some NFL with Sean. Uh, let's go local. Let's talk about the teams here around our area. What a up in Green Bay with the Packers. They plugged a few holes, as always, though, not overly pursuing the uh, free agents like uh, many Packer fans would like to see. The one hole they didn't fill, though, is at the running back position. Maybe a sliver open there for Adrian Peterson. And could there be a possibility when we get into the 20s that, for the first time since 1990, the Packers draft a running back in the first round?
5: Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely possible. It's going to be sort of a a, a rare uh, year when, when that position is in very high, high demand. You know, you look back... It's not too many years ago. It was, uh, I think it was 2012 to 2013. It was two straight years without a, 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 a back on the first round at all. So, you know, when you get into that late, uh, it depends, maybe maybe Christian McCaffrey is there, although that's dicey that's at that point. Um, it's, it's hard to say where Dalvin Cook goes. You know, there, there are a lot of options there if, if you want to. Now, commonly, you're seeing on the air side of the ball, uh, in mock drafts for for the Packers, whether it's TJ Watt or, or, or Tez Tabor, but you know I, I think Ty Montgomery, he he can be legitimately uh, a quality running back there when he makes that full time switch. He's a bit of an undersized guy, but he runs with a lot of power, and I I was really impressed with with what I saw from him last year. It's very dynamic too as as a pass catcher. So I think you know the the name of the game today in the NFL at that at that position with in the, in the Sarikat era, is to get an affordable option, mm-hmm. and he fits that description certainly.
2: How about over to Minnesota? They brought in a couple of tackles; mm. uh, they had to. They, uh, yeah, that, they did. The way that offensive yeah. line went, they they had to do that. Do you see a lot of retooling still happen in the draft? Maybe just looking at a guard prospect, or could you see the Vikings uh, looking at multiple offensive linemen coming in with the picks they have?
5: Yeah, that that's. It, I I really vote for Sam Brapper last year. I mean, you know, he just did not get a chance in Minnesota. Consistently pummeled. Um, I, you know, I, I I I think that's still an area that you you need to keep looking at. Now, of course, there the Vikings are are what a low on draft picks to get that that top prospect. Um, you know, they they did exactly what they needed to, to go out and do in, in in free agency when you know pursuing the the, the top options at at those positions because uh, again Bradford was just consistently in chaos and and really didn't have a chance to work anything downfield with digs and 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 et cetera. So um, I I think that has to be a focus to 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 some degree, but but again they've they've done pretty well in the in the off season so far.
2: Chicago sits with the number three pick and uh, plenty of directions that they can go from the quarterback of the future, fixing all the holes that this team has. I've seen more and more people talk about maybe even going safety there. You normally don't see safeties go with the top three pick. What direction do you think that the uh, bears are looking at and, and what should they go? It might be two different questions.
5: Yeah, those questions really tied together. I mean, I, I I had assumed going into free agency see that that the Bears would go to, to quarterback obviously after you get get, get cut were aside um just now you you're paying Mike Glennon that starter money whether you know say what you will about Mike Glennon I, I think he can certainly hold that position down and, and be a quality play starter. I'm not sure if he's really the, the the quarterback of uh, of the future but he is at, at the most, you're paying him so that you have to go elsewhere with that number three spot. Uh, I, I, when, when you talk about safety, uh, Jamal Adams would be potentially the one there, Malik Hooker possibly. I think they probably stick with, with the pass rush up front, maybe a guy like Jonathan Allen, um, you know, the Karis McKinley up there. Uh, if, obviously if, if Solomon Thomas somehow makes it past the 49ers at the second hole. There's just no way you can pass on him. He's just an incredibly athletic talent, and Mm -hmm. he's a lot of fun to watch. But I think it's probably best to keep bolstering that pass rush.
2: Finally down to Kansas City, uh, look at what they still have to fill. Uh, The Chiefs, uh, could it be a possibility of a draft that the quarterback of the future or not too distant future could be there? Probably not in the first round, but perhaps second, third round, they go down that route?
5: Yeah, it's it's very possible. I mean, when you you just that to get over that hump for the Chiefs. Listen, Alex Smith, he he's what uh, the the Chiefs have wanted to be all all these years. What what, what Andy Reid needs is a quarterback who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and he's very good at that. He doesn't throw many interceptions. But to get that downfield push, I believe he averaged just over six yards per attempt last year. It's not a team structured to come from behind against any sort of deficit. Thankfully, they don't face many of those with, with that great defense. But still, you you want a quarterback who can really push the offense. And Alk Smith just isn't quite that guy now. Do you take a jump if, say, Deshaun Watson falls or, or Patrick Mahomes or so? Or I, I'm not sure if this is the draft to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be the draft to take... The next Jamal Charles, or if if you think that guy's there again in, in in a very strong class at, at that position, if if a Dalvin Cook's there, so um, there are a few options, but I I think it's not quite the right one to go after a quarterback there at number twenty seven.
1: Okay, let me just follow up because you mentioned Mahomes. Is his stock on the rise more than anybody else's in the quarterback's position?
5: It feels like it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's still in 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 early April. We're only just past April Fools here, so it. Um, it, you know, it, it, it just it's a draft where there's a lot of good and, and some great, but there's not that really blue-chip, pounding table, how many more draft cliches can I throw out, <laughs> that you get really excited about at, at quarterback, right? Uh-huh. There's not that, that Andrew Luck, right? So I, I think what teams are looking for is just somebody they can, who do you trust the most? And that is is why he, he's rising. That's why Mitch Trubisky is is really a a guy who's getting a lot of buzz as well uh, with with what he did last year in North Carolina. Um, the the knock on Watson is you know he is a terrific talent, but just his his accuracy is, has been shaky at times. Um, you know, there's I I think Mahomes could definitely sneak into to that wait first round territory and. Oh. If if the Chiefs, you know, uh, have faith in him, and if if they can have him develop for a bit, then then that's an option.
2: Good stuff. Hey, Sean, always great talking with you. Love talking NFL. It's a busy month leading up to the draft here coming up in a month, and uh, should be a lot of fun with that one. Moving pieces, and uh, hey,
1: it's the NFL. It's it is good to talk NFL. Yeah. Thanks as always for your time, Sean. Never stops. Thanks so much. See you, man. There you go. Sean Tomlinson, NFL, uh, uh, the uh, Bleacher Report is what he uh, writes for. Always good stuff out of him. You know, Jimmy B.,
2: this has been a fun offseason. We've talked about that this offseason. And and a big part of it is because of the number of quarterbacks that were Mm -hmm. out there, uh, the number of rumors, you know, the Tony Romo saga. That finally gets answered today. So now reevaluating things. Romo's off the board. We he know is. that. We yep. saw the picture on Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. He's yeah. wearing the CBS sports yeah. coat yeah. with yeah. the no, no tie with the eye on there. Yeah. He's he's ready to go with his new gig. He's off the table. So you got veterans. You got Cutler and Kaepernick. We mm-hmm. talked about both of those guys. Yes. If you're Houston, let's just let's leave Denver aside. Let's leave everybody
1: else. aside. Okay. If you're Houston, Houston, yeah,
2: excellent defense.
1: Yes. And they did it last year without J.J. Yes, Watt. That's correct. And he's, he'll be back. You got wide
2: receivers on the outside. Yes. You know, Will Fuller showed, I thought, some promise. He dropped a lot of balls as the year went on. Still, that's a guy with a lot of ability. Still have Hopkins. You got Hopkins on the other side. This is a team with pieces. hmm Where do you go? Do you, do you say, all right, well. Tom I guess,
1: Savage? <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make Tom no, Savage. I know.
2: We've seen Tom Savage. It's, that's not the answer.
1: But but Trent, think about this. Houston got burned and burned badly taking Osweiler and paying him that money.
2: Right, they did. But they also took a guy that didn't have a whole lot of tape. You got tape on Jay Cutler. You have tape on Collar and Yes. You know at the very least at this point in those guys' career mm-hmm. that those guys can be at least adequate. I don't know if you can even get that out of Tom Savage. I don't even think you can get adequacy out of that.
1: Maybe, guy. maybe not.
2: So I would go Cutler. I would. Yeah. I'd, I'd come to him say, here's a, a three-year, $50 million contract, I don't know, $15 million signing, whatever it is, whatever it takes. You don't want to break the bank, but this is what we're going to give you. This is your opportunity to play for a winner mm-hmm. and a chance for Jay Cutler, who there's pl- plenty of people out there that say they think he's done. You know, he didn't get a whole lot of suitors. Right. He didn't get a whole lot of people that were after him at this point, and, and he just said, the heck with it. But if you come to the table now knowing that Romo's gone, and, and that's why today completely changed things. I agree. Cutler this is the guy you go after. Jay Cutler, there's many people in Chicago, you didn't like the sad sack face, the drooped shoulders. Yes. On the sidelines, looked like he was pouting. He's got, you know, just that resting face. It looks—he looks, he looks flip, like a pout.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's pissed all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's that like, guy. Why, like, why am I here? Right. But the guy's talented, and yes. the guy
2: has one. He has
1: one. He has one. They have a decent offensive line, if memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. It's—I mean, it's not the the best in right. the NFL, but it's okay. Yeah. Better than what the Bears served up. And <laughs>
2: better than back in the day when uh, the other car. Derek Carr Derek was, back, Car- oh, was Derek- behind that first offensive line for Houston. David Carr. Or David, David Carr, yeah. Carr, David Carr. yeah. Back uh, when he
1: was back there his rookie listen, year. David Carr. he hit like 70-some oh, times. Oh, God, he was a good quarterback, too, and he just got ruined in the four or five years that he played in Houston. He, they never could block for the guy. And he never recovered. No, and he never. we never got to
2: see if he was actually a good that,
1: quarterback. That's correct.
2: Because the offensive line was so was bad. So no, bad. decent. Yeah, pretty decent there. I, I think if you are looking at it, now, can you break through? Well, what's breaking through for for the Texans? Mm-hmm. If you got Cutler, say he's your starter for the next two years. You make the playoffs one year, you get beaten in your first game, make an AFC championship. For what we've seen, that's a breakthrough, right? Right. Getting to an AFC championship game. It's not all Super Bowl or bust for every organization. For an organization like the Texans, that's the next step. Maybe he's the guy that can get you there. I think you got a better shot at doing that than you do with Tom Savage. Oh. Yes, I agree. I think it's a better shot than you know, bringing in a third-round pick and hoping for the best right. that you strike gold with a Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. Those guys don't come around no, very often. No, that doesn't happen like, that's like it I, happened. And, Jim, I compliment you, and I don't want to ask this question. We're going to be talking a lot of NFL draft here mm-hmm. over the next month. I hate the question. Who's the next Dak Prescott? There isn't a Dak Prescott. That happens once every 20 years. You can't expect it to happen back-to-back years that you're going to find a guy that's going to be your starting quarterback as a rookie and do what he did in the third round. Those things don't happen. They don't happen year after year. There isn't a Dak Prescott this year. Good job not asking that question.
1: I didn't. Uh, Kellen Moore is coming off the broken ankle.
2: Kellen Moore.
1: He is the backup. In Dallas. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore would be better than Tom Savage. How do you figure? I just think that he's a better thrower. He's a more accurate thrower.
2: might be more accurate, but he has the arm
1: strength of you with the left hand. I get that, but he's a timing thrower. I just think that I'm just throwing a, a name out that they could take a look at and probably pry away if indeed they felt they needed to go in that direction. Look, I... I, I know that Cutler is the better thrower than Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick is the better athlete. Maybe he would, maybe Kaepernick would rekindle a little bit in that system because it wouldn't all be on him because the defense is so good.
2: Well, and it was so toxic in San Francisco.
1: Yes, it was. It was, look at that organization. Yeah.
2: Look the way that they ran off Harbaugh.
1: Yeah. In
2: the inside turmoil oh, and the I issues know. that are happening inside I, that organization. I get you. And he can argue the same thing in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's not as outlandish as what you saw in San Francisco. No, but that was it just, bad. It's just not a well-run organization right. in Chicago. So right. you're talking about two quarterbacks. They're not coming off of great organizations. No, you're right. Look, look at those two places and, yeah. and what has happened to them here. I mean, for a long time, these were the organizations of the 80s. Yes. And into the 90s yes. for San
1: Francisco. Mm-hmm.
2: That's not the case
1: anymore. No, that's gone. That's not the case.
2: Even though they've had blips of success in San Francisco more recently, still overall, these are not well-run organizations as Mm -hmm. a whole on the football side. Maybe that's a bigger concern than actually what happens with Cutler and with Kaepernick as a quarterback.
1: Could be. Could be. Jimmy B and TC, we're coming right back to close things off here on a, is it Tuesday? It is a Tuesday. Wow. I'm going to check and see if the sun's out. We're back here in the closet where we broadcast from, so I'm going to go see if the sun is out. The Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, Jimmy B. The Wolf Construction Roofing Closet. There you go. It's fun, though, when he comes in. DJ's a good guy. He comes in. There's no room in this room. <laughs> He's a big dude. He is. Body slam you like <laughs> yeah. you're uh, oh, fake wrestling. Toothpick time. That I'd be just squashed. Coming right back, Big Talker 1700.
0: News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. See you soon. Hey,
2: it's
1: Jimmy B.
2: A place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
0: thousands ladies and gentlemen today's opponents on man versus train at the crossing we have rick a 175 pound frustrated man who's running late for work and on the tracks we have bull a million pound freight train that takes a mile to stop let's see who comes out on top You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're running out of time to switch to Jackson Hewitt. Tell HR r Block to take a hike, and we'll pay you $100 to file with us. That's right. Get money just for switching from your old service to Jackson Hewitt. Tax day is coming, so don't wait. Switch today. Get $100. It pays to file at Jackson Hewitt. Open late and on weekends. Minimum tax preparation fee of $150 applies. Offer valid when you complete your taxes with us. $100. Provided on a card, not valid with any other promotion or discount. Ask a tax pro or see jacksonhewitt.com for details. Available in participating locations only. Most offices are independently owned and operated.
4: 1700 KBGG is giving you a chance to enjoy Big Al's barbecue for half off with our latest sweet deal. Oh, this is so- Yes. Big Al's Barbecue has luscious St. Louis and Kansas City-style ribs, Texas brisket, delectable wings, and homemade salads and sauces. Eat in just north of the 80 Cows, or get your special event catered. But remember, at 9 a.m. this Friday, you can get $50 certificates to Big Al's for just $25 at 1700kbgg.com. Hey, everybody. It's
1: me. It's Jimmy B. And I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar, it's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines.
0: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All
1: right, everybody. We are uh, continuing watching the Par 3 contest uh, at the Masters. So we've got a little uh, TV entertainment while we work the program for you today. A couple of other guys taking uh, shots at trying to uh, skip across the lake. They didn't make it, though, right?
2: No, no. Well, one got onto the lip, and okay. uh, that's about all. Now they're hitting
1: back at each other, <laughs> screwing around out there. See, that's see, this is the best part. Now they're now they're hitting shots at each other. How fun is this? That's kind of like what we did when we went out. We both like. Well, we use drivers trying to kill each other. These guys are just using sandwiches. <laughs> I'd never
2: kill you, Brinson. <laughs> I don't need to go to jail over that. <laughs> Nature will do its course here pretty soon, and I'll be a good shape.
1: <laughs> That's a great line. That's very good.
2: Well, Jimmy B., as we uh, get ready for uh, the Masters this week. That's right. We got baseball going on. The White Sox and Tigers playing this afternoon. Cubs-Cardinals tonight. I'll be watching I'll that I'll watch one. some of that. What
1: are you going to be flipping on the Rockstar Satellite tonight? Um, I will be on some of the Cubs cards I am going to see Russell Westbrook uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He has a chance to tie for the most triple-doubles in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Robertson, 41. If he gets one tonight, they're hosting Milwaukee. Okay, So I'm going to watch that. So I'll kind of go back and forth between that and the uh, Cubs-Cards game. Gotcha. And then late night. As you know me, I'm not going to bed right away. No, no. Uh, Your team, the Minnesota T-Wolves, are on the road playing at Golden State. So didn't uh, the T-Wolves get a nice win last night? They did. Yeah. Real nice win. And uh, it was a one-point win. Then they had to get on the plane and fly to the West Coast. That game they played last night was a makeup game. Remember, they had the uh, saturated floor. They had (laughs) ice underneath because they had, like, the... uh, the skating shows right. in there, and the ice had seeped through the floor that they put on top, so that's never a good thing. <laughs> so they had to cancel that game. That was a few weeks back.
2: Is that yeah? That's the uh, is that the TNT game tonight?
1: Uh, I believe it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the T Wolves are out of playoff contention. Uh, that's not they be are happening no.
1: this year. No
2: people hoping for the breakthrough this year, but still you know, a year they're, away.
1: They're a year away. But Trent, they've got some players. They do absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about Boy, that. Boy, I mean, they're if if they were in the East, they'd be challenging for a spot. If they were in the East, you think so? Huh? But they're not. They're yeah. they're in the West, which is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Well, five hundred
2: gets you in in the West this year.
1: Yes, that eight seed is a very yeah good. yeah. That's right. You're, You're right about at that. Portland, Denver. Yeah,
2: that's about that's it. it. Those two are yeah. Spot, they're fighting but,
1: for the last spot.
2: So. uh... You've been watching the NBA, as I have not. Yeah. The Bulls, they got a shot here? They
1: do. You yeah. feeling good about the way that they're playing, uh, well, kind of rounding they, form? They have played much better. They've won four in a row. They have, yeah. And I think they play tonight as well. I think they play the Knicks tonight. Okay. So that's a winnable game as well. It is, yeah. Um, And I think with Dwayne Wade out of the lineup, I'm not saying they're a better team without him, but they're doing things differently. With Ray Jean Rondo running the club, mm-hmm. and it's been successful. So I think if they make the playoffs, I think the Heat will be off Hoiberg, and then they will start the rebuild after their bounce probably in the first round. Yeah. That would be the, my guess. You don't see them beating Boston, Cleveland, whoever they do. No, play in not the first those round. two teams, no. Toronto. No. No. No, not really. Sure. Might have a shot uh, if but I don't think they would match up against Washington. No. no. I, I don't think they would get them. It would be with, with it would be and Wall on the outside. Yeah, it'd yeah. be Cleveland, Boston or Toronto that they would, they would probably get and I don't see them beating those those any of those three teams. That's so, the NBA. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe
2: you a little more than a minute
1: tonight. Yeah, you did. That was nice of you though. Yeah, that's what I did. That's okay. You. I know. Anything well, for you, Jimmy B. Please just stop it. We are done, right? Come on, Nature. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. I got news for you, pal. After I just went for the yearly checkup, I'm good to go. Another 20. Oh, no. At least another 20. Another 20? 20. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Breaking records over there, Jimmy B. Oh, yeah. I'll be rocking it. Unbelievable. We'll be back here tomorrow at noon. we got plenty to get into tomorrow, and uh, Swarm Des Moines continues. There you go. We'll talk some more Hawkeyes tomorrow with Rob Howe, a preview of Iowa State spring football, and much more coming up tomorrow at noon here with Jimmy B and T. See, that does it for the show today, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We'll talk to you all tomorrow at noon.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and T.C. Noon to 3 and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700.
2: The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roofs, sloped or pitched.
0: Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new
6: members.
1: Anytime Fitness, Prairie Trail, Compassion Builders International, Des Moines Mobile Wash Incorporated, Financial Architects Incorporated, Aaron Plaskus, Gillum Group Real Estate, Great Caterers of Iowa Incorporated, The Rib Shack, I. Iowa Mail Contractors, LLC, iThrive31, LLC, The Original Pancake House, Pansy Real Estate Team, Patrice Noble, Porch Light Coffee House, Remax Precision, Rialanas of Des Moines, Stone Age Granite, TMJ Roofing Services, Travis Coburn Photography, Tough Shed, TYH Humanitarian Foundation, Christine L. Werman.
0: The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn
4: more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at Ankeny.org. Hey, Metro PCS and Cricket customers, are you tired of family plans with data limits? It's time to make the switch to Boost Mobile, because right now, Boost has the best family plan ever. Get four lines, all with unlimited gigs of high-speed data for just $100 a month. Is that an amazing value or what? Yep, four lines with unlimited gigs of high-speed data for just $100 a month all on Boost Mobile's crazy fast nationwide network. And when you switch, Boost will give you up to four free Samsung Galaxy phones. Goodbye, Metro PCS. See you, Cricket. Hello, Boost, and the best family plan ever. What are you waiting for? Visit a Boost Mobile Store today. Offer ends 4-10-17. Requires one line to port in. Lines include unlimited data, talk, and text. Video streams optimized at up to 480p plus resolution. Music up to 500 kilobits per second. And cloud gaming up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization applies during congestion. Free phones while supplies last. Requires port in and activation on plan $50 or more. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply.
7: It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. And right now, you can save up to 35% on appliances. Like the Whirlpool Stainless Steel French Door Refrigerator. With his chill Temperature Management System and Full-Width Pantry, he keeps food at the correct temperature. And during Spring Black Friday, it's a special buy at just $998. Over $700 in savings. Nobody beats our prices. Guaranteed. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details valid through April 12th.
0: Looking good, Mr. King of the Hill. Mr. DXL Shopperman. Mr. Sharp Dressing, confidence oozing, style swaggering, fashion stud. Looking good. All the brands you love, waist size 38 and up. DXL, you're looking good. Looking good starts with perfect...
4: Pregnant? Thinking of getting pregnant? Innova Loudon Hospital's expansion allows us to offer you bundles of childbirth options. Close to home. Surround yourself in comfort and calm in our new spa-like labor and delivery suites. And our new and enhanced NICU offers you peace of mind if your newborn needs special attention.
1: We'll coddle you and your baby with exceptional care. Learn more at anova.org new newbeginnings.